Hey, Tucson, you can still get your barbecue on at Ken's Hardwood Barbecue, 5250 East 22nd Street, offering our delicious award-winning brisket, ribs, southern fried catfish, down-home sides, and our full menu of homemade dishes for takeout. 745-4746. That's 745-4746. Or visit our website. Come on down to Ken's Hardwood Barbecue and get your barbecue on. Hello and welcome to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander, coming to you from the Ken's Hardwood Barbecue Studios here in Tucson, Arizona. Get Your Barbecue On is a show for backyard cooks looking for tips and insight into barbecuing, grilling, and outdoor entertainment. It is our wish to help you develop your own style. Each week, we will share barbecuing and grilling tips, techniques, recipes, and a few pitmaster secrets you just have to know. We will feature fun, interesting, and informative guests. And we'll also answer questions posted on our website from the week before. And that's kenshardwoodbbq.com and just click radio show. In today's episode, we're going to continue our conversation about chicken. Today, we're going to talk about the whole chicken, barbecuing a whole chicken, and we're going to get into some boning, and then DJ is going to share with us his fantastic chicken wings. And after the break, we have a very special guest. It's Dwayne from D's Island Grill. He's going to be talking to us about Jamaica, on those Jamaican flavors and Jamaican barbecue. So make sure you hang around after the break. Welcome to the show, DJ. Thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. All right. That's great, man. So we're going to talk about a little bit about cooking whole chickens, more or less uh, barbecuing or smoking whole chickens, uh, because that's going to be a lower heat and it's going to take a bit longer. And then also, uh, uh, we'll we'll talk a bit about bone-in chicken, a little bit about how to cook bone-in chicken. And then, DJ, we're going to go to you and let you talk about uh, those fantastic chicken wings that you make. So how to do wings. <laughs> and, yeah, and I know you really like to spice them up, so I'm looking forward to that. First thing is the whole chicken. I think last time, and I think every time we just, well, this time I'm just going to run through it just a little bit. The first thing is you get okay. that whole chicken, you take it out of package and we're not going to wash it. And we want to make sure we have a thermometer because anything we do when it reaches that heat is going to take care of uh, any kind of foodborne illnesses that could possibly come up from the chicken uh, by yeah. reaching the correct temperature. So we just don't want to get that splatter all over our counter or all over our cooking surfaces. So anyway, I just need to get that public service announcement out first. <laughs> but okay, yes. so now now we're ready to take that chicken and that, that whole chicken and talk about getting it on the grill. And whether you have a gas grill or whether you have charcoal, electric, whatever it is, Pellet grill, well, if you have one of those smokers or pellet grills, that's usually that's offset, so you don't have to worry about it. We're talking about charcoal grills or gas electric, where there's some direct heat involved. 
So anyway, we want to set it up with that indirect cooking surface. So we're going to cook it indirectly, this whole chicken. We want to cook somewhere at 325 to 350, set up the temperature for that. And what you, so the big thing is seasoning this chicken. And I think we talked to, well, we really didn't last week, but we're, you know, it's brine or don't brine. So the thing is, if you want to brine your chicken, typically, I, I don't know, DJ, do you ever use brine? You ever brine yes, your, your um, chicken? I think it, it depends on how much time I have. If I know I'm planning this cookout, then I'm definitely brining. I have my own set ice chest that I use for brining. Mm-hmm. Fill it up with ice and make my brine. And I'll put the uh, the chicken in a two and a half gallon Ziploc baggie mm-hmm. in the brine and I'll surround it with ice. But if I have, if I know that I have 24 hours ahead of time that I'm going to do it, I'll definitely brine. If not, you don't always have to brine because everyone doesn't have the time. Right, right, right. You can do a quick uh, season rub. Or you can marinate it for one to two hours and, you know, you can still get some flavor on there. Yeah, yeah, still get some good flavor. And I, I love the brine too, but just like you said, depends on if you have time or not. That brine, what it does is it those flavors, it gets those flavors embedded into the meat. And mm-hmm. also it adds moisture. So it's going to, you know, yes. add some moisture in that, in, the, in that chicken by brining it. So you either you brine it if you have the time or otherwise you just season it, rub it down. Some people will take some seasoning and put it under the skin if they can. And then they'll season the cavity. Um, but the yes. thing is, yeah, season that bird up really well and just basically you get the temperature up i'd say i like to do mine about 350 325 and just put it on the indirect side my preference always is to have a grill that you can seal like charcoal type grill like mm-hmm. a weber or something like that but there's there's a lot of grills like other than a weber grill but i just happen to have a little one at home so the thing is or uh, if I'm going to use one of my 55 gallon drum uh, smokers, same thing, you know, you close the top and you can control the heat smoke and, and get it up to temperature and just set it on the indirect side and just let it go. The other thing is sometimes I will inject the breasts on a chicken. Yes. You just like you do on a turkey, you can also uh, inject that breast on a chicken. And just flavors are what you enjoy, what you like. Just throw it on a chicken. Get it on there. As far as time, again, the meat thermometer is more important than me telling you how long the chicken's going to take. Because once it gets to right. right, you get it down and, and stick it in that bone, the thigh and the leg in there. And you can also check the chicken breast and you get to 165, 170 for sure, right around the leg or the, and the chicken's going to be done. So uh, that's really basically cooking a whole chicken and to me it's fairly simple and if you keep it in that little temperature range it's going to be a really beautiful bird when it comes off that smoker or the grill another thing you can do if you don't have time to brine mm-hmm. which will also help it is doing the beer can chicken yeah and the beer can chicken you know the opportunities are limitless pour out a little of the beer um you can put some seasonings in there drop some onions ahead of garlic in there He's dropping it inside the cavity. Inside the, the beer. Inside the beer. So you, Yes, I usually put it in. How do you get ahead. in the beer? Can. Well, you, see, you know, you still have that open part of it. You can't have, you know, not a full head, but you can uh, put a couple of bulbs of 
of garlic in there, uh, slice some onions small, put that in there, drop some seasonings in there. Not a lot because you put a lot of salt in there. It's going to foam up and go over the top. But um, you can put garlic onion powder in there. And as that water, as that beer, you know, starts to heat up and it'll steam the inside of the chicken. I usually put like a little bit of a little foil just on top of the chicken over the, the cavity. Oh, uh, yeah. So it, keeps so, it doesn't, so it doesn't release. Yeah, it keeps it in there. And yeah, that's beer can chicken. You put that thing on there about 250, 275 to 300, whatever time frame you have. If you got a wild one, I'll put it on 250 and let it go for three hours. That thing will be fall apart in your mouth, melts in your mouth. It's I love doing beer can chicken. And mm-hmm. if I don't have that, I don't feel like doing it. I'll just put the breast down. That way the juices and the stuff from the thighs and the fat that's on the back side, bottom side will start, you know, trickling down. I've had a good, you know, I've tried it a couple of times. I still need to do more research, but yeah, trying so to that, see. Everyone always that, does the breast up. Yeah, typically do. Now that beer can chicken that you just mentioned. So typically the chicken is standing up. It's on the chicken yes. butt and the legs, you know, on the bottom. And so you have the chicken standing up in the can inside. How do you get that chicken to stay up like that with that can inside, DJ? Well, you just put the the, the legs, the drumsticks out a little bit. Uh-huh. And that right there will be your anchor and it'll help uh-huh. keep the whole thing up. So that'll stabilize well, if you, if you the got chicken. Three quarters of the beer in there, yes. If you got three quarters of the beer in there, that's enough beer to stabilize the chicken. Okay. Also. And you just put the legs out a little bit to anchor it out and it's good. I haven't had, I've not had a chicken fall down on me. Yeah. yeah, I said, have you ever marinated your chicken in beer or have you ever used it in your marinade? Yes. Okay. I've marinated in beer. If you don't, get that. Yeah, so if you don't have time to like, you want a beer taste, you don't want to do a beer can chicken, you could just have it marinated yep. in there or something for a while. And I know a lot of I'll times people beer. put spray, put put beer in their sprayer. So when they go mm-hmm. on in there, in the little spray bottle and they'll spray the chicken as it's cooking. You ever mm-hmm. you do that too? No, I've never done the spray thing. Every occasion I'll do the mop where you just have that little yeah, yeah, the mop. You know, a little mop thing, and I'll do that every now and then. But I just, mm-hmm. you know, I cook it low and slow. And if you cook it low and slow, you really don't have to worry about the sprayer. Yeah, and I'm saying low and slow between two twenty five and two seventy five. Once you get up to three hundred, then yeah, yeah, you, you definitely want to have that spray bottle with you to keep it moist. Okay, all right, sounds great, DJ. So yeah, that's the whole chicken. I think so. You know, let's talk about just bone-in pieces, thighs, breasts, bone-in, and and just barbecuing or smoking those. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing. I I've, uh, I know at the restaurant a lot of times we brine chicken before we fry it, but also can brine chicken before we smoke it too. Again, it's going to mm-hmm. do the same thing. It's going to add that flavor in there, and then once you brine, you also you season. So then you put some other seasonings on. Typically, I'm trying to reach a certain kind of flavor profile. So whatever the brine is going to combine that with whatever I'm going to put on as a seasoning once I'm ready to season before I put it on the grill or the smoker. Mm-hmm. So the bone-in pieces are it's about the same. You're going to barbecue, and, and you want to have about the same kind of temperature, a barbecuing temperature. If you want to go... Again, low and slow, as you were saying about the chicken, depending on what kind of wood you want. That you, uh, again, we're all talking about flavor profile. As do you want hickory? Yeah. Do you want mesquite? Back in the day, whenever I did chicken, mostly I would use mesquite, and when I did pork and 
definitely will use uh, hickory. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, now uh, at the restaurant, we just use pecan for almost everything. But, uh, you know, you can just, whatever you're feeling, decide on wood. I agree. I, I know when you started uh, bringing that peach to the restaurant, that was a very good flavor profile that I enjoyed at peach wood. So just oh, depends, yes. depends on what you're feeling as to what kind of mm-hmm. wood you want to use. But with those pieces, I know one of the things DJ is, when I cook chicken on my, say, my 55-gallon drum, even on my Weber, I don't just have a complete indirect side on that. Yeah. I, uh, I have a few coals on the other side, so I have a lower temperature side. And a lot of times if I'm cooking chicken pieces, I'm, I want to try and get that. Some, a lot of times I'll start it out on with the skin side down mm-hmm. first so I can get that great presentation and try to get that crispy skin look before I, and then I'll flip it back over. And so I'll, I'll put it over on the hot side early and flip it back over. And then I'll get it over on the lower side or the indirect side and let it finish up. Yeah. Sort of have those good, nice looking grill marks. I'm the same way. I have like a little divider. You can get if you have a Weber, you can get the little dividers, but store bought dividers. You can create your own little divider. Yeah, I've foil. seen those. Yeah, I've seen those with the, with the charcoal in the bottom. You can mm-hmm. have those little little dividers. Yeah, I've seen those. So I so that's really the bone in. And same thing, temperatures. You're trying to get to 165. It's done. But that's the bone in. And the other thing is when you're cooking this, if you want barbecue or you want teriyaki or you want something that has like sugar in it, you want to wait till later in the cooking process before you put that on the chicken. So as it gets done, even when you watch the barbecue competitions, once you get close to it being done or reaching the right temperature, then they start to put barbecue sauce or whatever kind of sauce they have on the chicken or on the meat so as to not char it. What's your experience with that, DJ? I'm the same way. I never started off, you know, some people will marinate their chicken in the barbecue sauce and they'll put it on the grill. Right. You're coming too close to uh, burning that chicken or that that sugar, like you said, caramelizing way too early in the cooking process Yeah. when the chicken's not done. And I tell you what, man, I don't think it's nothing worse than smelling burnt meat and sugar and that kind of stuff on the grill. It's like, uh, yep. so just kind of wait later in the process. But mm-hmm. so anyway, DJ, I don't want to run out of time today. So I want to hear about those chicken wings, man. So come by the house and you start working your magic on the smoker or the grill. And mm-hmm. everybody is sitting around salivating waiting for those wings to come off. Tell us a little bit about those, DJ. I moved over to the grill because I start, I got tired of, I had a fried daddy back in the day when I first joined the Coast Guard and I was at the house mm-hmm. and, you know, wanted to make some hot wings and stuff. And just the fried daddy was making too much mess. The whole house smelled like fried chicken. <laughs> okay. And it was there for at least 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got the grease spatter that's all over the place. I just got tired of cleaning up, got tired of messing with the oil. So I was like, you know what? Let me try this on the grill. So Francis come over when I was doing the fry daddy thing. And I was like, I'm going to start trying this on the grill with some charcoal and see what kind of, you know, how the hot wings turn out that way. 
the more I worked at it, the more I adjusted here and there, do little tweaks there and there. Now it's perfection. Everywhere I go and everywhere I've been stationed, they're like, hey, can you make some wings? Can you make some wings? Yeah, Come home yeah. to the family. Yo, can you make some wings? I'm like, yeah, of course I can. Yeah, I've Let's seen go to the that, store and man. I'll make them right here and there. I started with, I don't brine the chicken for the chicken wing, for the hot wings. I just season them up with, um, okay, story mode for Dr. Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and story, so, um, and story form. The go ahead. First time I did, the wings on the grill. I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm a salt and pepper. I'm like always, you know, this and this and that, that and this. And it's salt and pepper, onion powder, garlic. And I also had my hot sauce. Yeah. I'll, I'll doctor up the hot sauce. I'll put it in the pot and bring it to a simmer. Add some of my personal ingredients in there. And grilled them up. Basted them in, in the hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Make sure that I made. And basted them for like another 15 minutes while they were finishing cooking. Yeah. Took those things off the grill. And I was like, woo, that's a lot of salt. Oh, okay. So then I had to stop using salt and, you know, in the initial rub. So I stopped using salt in the rub, and it was all salt-free rub, pepper, garlic, onion powder, and all that. And the salt comes from the hot sauce at the end. So you got the flavor yeah, from the rub. Yeah, typically hot sauce is kind of salty. And I was simmering it also, which made brought the salt content even higher. Right, right. So that's when I had to stop salting the actual meat and waiting for the hot sauce and the basting of the hot sauce on the meat to okay. bring on the salt. Okay. So, you know, it just steamrolled onto that and just kept on doing it and adjusting it over the years. And now I was in Petaluma doing a Chiefs uh, Academy thing. And after class, class ended at four or five o'clock. We didn't want to leave the base because Coast Guard always has their bases out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. It's like a 10-mile drive just to get somewhere in town. <laughs> and a lot of us, when you're traveling from all over the country, you don't have the transportation. You just flew in to come here. Right, right. And so we'd be at the little Chiefs hut, which is E7 hut also. And we'd start grilling up. And I did those wings, and everybody just went lost their mind. Sometimes mm-hmm. I make it, well, if I'm making it for me at the house, then I'll throw in some habaneros and make it real hot. But if I'm doing it for a larger crowd, then I won't use any habaneros. And so it's hot, but not too hot. So it may be so hot, too hot for some people, but it's it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty even kill for temperature-wise, and most people love it. Yeah, so you... Now, whenever I go to visit, they'll be like, can you make the wings? Can you please make the wings? Yeah, I know. Hey, so you're using those on... You do it on gas grill, charcoal grill? I've done both. Yeah. Gas grill is good, but... One time I came to your house, I was on vacation. I think the gas grill was broken at the time. So I was like, well, let me use this charcoal. And so I used charcoal that one day and that was it. That was, whew, I yeah. never did it on gas unless I just have to. Right. Again, I definitely prefer the charcoal yeah. and the taste that it gives it. Kind of gives it like a smoky flavor. And yeah, so I yeah, love yeah. that. And now it's all charcoal now. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. That's great, DJ. I'm looking forward to uh, those wings the next time you come to town. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it's time for us to take a break right now. And when we get back, we'll be checking in with Dr. Jones. And also, we're going to answer a question that's been posted on our website. So uh, see you on the other side. 
We here at Octavia Social Media Strategy support the brave men and women who risk their lives on the front line of this coronavirus. We ask that everybody protect themselves and each other by following all the basic steps necessary to curb this disease. Remember to wash your hands and wear your mask at all times because family and friends are the most important gifts on earth. Please visit our website at www.octavia.social to help join us in this effort. We look forward to working with you. And when it comes to social media, let us help you be seen, be known, and be the expert. Welcome back to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. I'm here with my co-host DJ. And now it's time for us to answer one of our listeners' questions. And you know, anytime you have a question, just go to our website and post it there. And we we look at all the questions and sort of try to get the theme, you know, which question. So this week, we've had some questions about marinade and we found a really interesting one from one of our listeners and from Tucson. She said she listened to part of our show about chicken and she says she makes a yogurt marinade. It bites into the meat, making it tender. And she wanted to know what our thoughts are about yogurt marinades. And I'm going to let DJ tackle that one. Hey, DJ, what, what's your experience with yogurt marinades? I think it's a good idea. It works. So a lot of Mediterranean recipes mm-hmm. use yogurt and to marinate their chicken with. And also, yogurt is kind of in the same realm. I'm going to say it isn't, but it's close to the same realm as using buttermilk. Oh, okay. so both got those acids in there. You know, yeah. a lot of people use um, buttermilk to marinate their chicken before they fry it. Yeah. It just yeah. makes it more tender, kind of gives it a creamy aspect. I like it. And it's different than the acids in the yogurt is different than what's in the pineapple. The acids and the enzymes in the pineapple, it will really just break down the meats to make it mushy. Yogurt doesn't do that. So I like using yogurt. Wow. Sounds like it's a great marinade. So DJ, yes. so once you have the yogurt on there, so when you're about to does it cook the chicken, how do you do it? Do you wipe some of the yogurt off or does it, how's it, what's, how's no, it? I leave it on. Leave it on. Huh? I leave it on and grill it just like that. Oh, okay. Fantastic. All mm-hmm. right. So, and from Tucson, two thumbs up on marinating your chicken and yogurt. My experience with yogurt is a lot of yogurt sauce. I used to, you know, my travels, especially to places where they like spicy food, Pakistan there. I used to always go to this restaurant and get these really spicy lamb chops. And the way you yes. cool the food down is yogurt sauces. And <laughs> so I've had some really flavorful yogurt sauces and needed them to just kind of <laughs> knock some of the heat <laughs> off of. Uh, and the way you like to cook those wings, DJ, I'm thinking maybe I need some yogurt sauce for those too. But, uh, but anyway, I just want to thank Ann for uh, submitting a question. We really appreciate it. Take care, Ann. So next up, thanks though, for the question, Ann. yeah, yeah, thanks, D, and thanks, DJ, for sharing your experience. And next up, well, it's that time we are going to check in with the doctor, Andre Jones, pitmaster in training, and let's find out what's going on with the doctor, <laughs> Doctor Jones. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Fantastic, Dr. Joe. Good. Good. Well, I've been off more days than usual, which has been very nice. (laughs) And uh, like I said before, when I'm home, I'm grilling and it's been going great. The kids are enjoying it. I want to tell you about something new I I did, like a new little adventure. 
Okay. Um, kind of did something on a whim. Mm -hmm. I would love to tell you about it in story form, please. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And DJ, thank you for telling a great story in story form. I give that an A. That was a great story. Okay. So here we go. So I was at the store. It was a Saturday afternoon and I was at the store. And it's early afternoon. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, today is a grill day. Mm. And so the question is, what am I going to grill? Standing there at the meat area, and I see there's chicken breasts, which I'm like, check. Chicken wings, don't know. Uh, chicken thighs, not there yet. Then there was all sorts of pork, nope. And I get to this little area, and there is this already prepackaged chicken teriyaki shish kebab. All right. Like already made. Okay, already I've made, had yeah. red peppers and green pepper and yellow pepper in between. Uh -huh, okay. And I'm like, well, this looks like something fun that mm. I can cook. So I got two packages because I always get two just in case one breaks down, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I'm very excited. I get home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make some rice. I'm going to have some gravy. I'm going to have... Um, some scallops because I love potato scallops. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world with some, mm, some cheese and this is scallop potatoes. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, and I and I love also some Hawaiian sweet rolls. Oh, so yes. we're gonna have this amazing dinner. And my daughter is like, "Were you grilling?" And I said, "I showed her." She's like, "Ooh, Dad, that looks good." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> so I um I start the process, which Dion, I'm sure you're gonna be very excited about the process. You ready for the process? All right. It goes like this. The first thing I do is I go into the closet and get the apron on. <laughs> Tie up the apron. First, I straighten up the counter, get everything off the counter. I get the bleach, get the paper towel, and I wipe the counters down. And every, every surface is going to be wiped down with bleach. So the house smells like bleach. So... I, the cleaning part is done, and I. Well, you are adding like water. I am it's adding. I'm not, not straight bleach. <laughs> exactly, not okay, straight bleach. Yeah, yeah. How, you are adding that just to the dishwasher. My mother yeah, is notorious. Yeah. yeah, my mother is notorious for using straight bleach on everything. Yeah. And so we always say that she's like trying to like bleach us out of house and home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so water down the bleach, you know, make it smell good, and I pull out the uh, kebabs. I go out, light up my grill. I love watching it light up. It, it gets me so excited. When, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> so manly. So I go, I get the kebabs and I put them on a plate and I notice it has a lot of seasoning on it. Like yeah. it's, it's definitely marinated. It's mm -hmm. everything is on there. Mm -hmm. So I'm slightly he concerned. Says this is teriyaki, right? So yeah, it has teriyaki mm -hmm. sauce on there. Yeah. So I'm slightly concerned. Mm -hmm. However, I get my tongs and my, uh, uh, <laughs> and the plate. Yeah. And I go out and I put it on the grill. Yeah. I close it and said, all right, let's see what magic we can make. Yeah. And of course, now I can't make too much magic if I don't have my cream soda. Right. So I always have to have the cream soda in the hand. <laughs> right. So if you can imagine this, the tongs are on my right. The cream soda is on my left hand. Right, right. I'm looking outside and now I'm thinking about real estate. Because <laughs> that's what real grill people do. I guess I'm guessing at this point. And it's cooking and I hear it cooking and I'm like excited about it. At this point, I'm guessing about what I'm going to do. Right. I have my meat thermometer, which is already in my apron, in my right. pocket, my apron. There you go. I put my tongs in the apron oh, the, pocket. Oh, the so now I'm guessing about, okay, how is this going to cook? And I open it up and I'm seeing the grill marks. Yeah. You know, it's looking good. Check the temperature. It's getting, it's warming up to the 165. Mm -hmm. I'm turning it because I want all of it equally cooked. 
However, what I'm noticing though is it's cooking really fast. Hmm. And I'm thinking is because it was already marinated and seasoned. And hearing from what you said earlier, I'm sure there's some sugar in that teriyaki. No doubt. Oh, yeah. So now I'm like really watching it. I'm like, no more real estate thoughts. Put down the cream (laughs) soda. Let's pay attention to the chicken at hand. (laughs) However, I made sure it got to the 165. I made sure it was cooked nicely. Some of the peppers got overcooked a little bit. Just a a little bit. It was getting brown, you know, getting burnt. However, I pulled it off. I gave one to my daughter, one to me. It was spicy as all get out, but oh my gosh, it was so good. All right. It was so, so, so good. And Amanda was like, Dad, this is too much, but I can't stop eating it. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> and now I know from thanks to Anne that, you know, put some yogurt on it, it'll cool it <laughs> off. Now I know. I can do it again. So it turned out really good. Now I have some pork kebabs to cook with no seasoning on it, which I'm excited about. However, I actually have a question. Look at that. I'm coming in with a question. Uh Okay. So I kind of want to cook it because my daughter and her friends are like eyeing it. And most likely they really want to go. What's the temperature for the pork? Yeah. So it's a chunk of pork. Uh It's like one. It's not ground. So pork is 145. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So 145 to 150. Perfect. If you get that temperature, then you're good. So you have a, you said it's a pork kebab, so yeah. it doesn't have any seasoning. Nope. So does it have pineapple on the kebab? It does. All right. So you can kind of go, well, I mean, if you're thinking about what kind of seasoning yeah. you use, you yeah. want to think about some type of sweet and sour mm. type of sauce and make it, try yeah. to go with a, like a Hawaiian kind of mm. flavor. But definitely if you're using a sweet and sour, you want to, you don't want to start it out with that so right. as it starts to get done and get close to temperature then you can start brushing or mm. mopping or whatever that sweet and sour on the kebab and i think oh, uh, it's perfect yeah you're gonna and that's I, gonna be very enjoyable but it, i think that will be a fantastic kebab heck and yeah you want to might want to add you know a little salt and pepper or sure. something like that in the mm-hmm. beginning or you know maybe a little garlic or onion powder but perfect and that's, I, that sauce will uh, complement all that, and you have a very nice flavor profile. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I yeah. I just got a, a new mixture for my sweet and sour sauce. Wow! So I'm excited about that because mm-hmm. I, I finally found the like the last little agreement ingredient at the store. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I've been looking for this. So now I'm gonna mix it up, mix it together. My dating life is not the not the best thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> but my daughter and her friends yeah. basically they enjoy my cooking. Right. So they are my test stomachs <laughs> right now <laughs> <laughs> to win it over. Be like, okay, if you all like it, yeah. then the woman of the dreams will like it too. So yeah. it's it's all coming together very nicely. All right. Well, Dr. Jones, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. We're still targeting Labor Day. We got like three weekends left yeah. before uh, Labor Day. And we got steaks. Steaks. Yeah. I'm we'll gonna... focus on that here coming up. Steaks. So we already had how to cook the perfect steak. Yep. But uh, we'll have to help you select the cut that yeah. you enjoy. And so you can get to practice it. Absolutely. I got to start practicing now. You know, <laughs> I got to get the date and then the steaks got to get done. So <laughs> right, that way, right. both of these things come together at the same time. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> One cannot happen without the other. <laughs> Dr. Jones, you still loving the grill, the new grill? Oh my gosh. It's a, I, I, I do. I, 
it has become my my favorite thing in the house. I've decorated my my now nice apartment now. But the grill is like anyone comes over, like, oh, you want to come see my grill? Oh, you want to see my studio? Okay, that's second. But come see my grill. Come, come check it out. My mom came over for the first time since I moved in. And as soon as she walked through the door, I'm like, Mom, thanks for coming over. Come look at my grill. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my gosh, it's a cute little grill. I'm like, It's an amazing grill. So I love that thing. Like I said, when I'm home, I'm grilling, and I can't wait. Uh, and then one more thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, DJ, for saying make sure you get two of the propane because last night i was yes. making hamburgers for the kids and myself and i lit up the grill and i closed the lid for a little bit and i went to go get the hamburgers and i came back out and i'm like why is that going down <laughs> that's not no up up what's going yes. on and i opened it up i was like oh, i'm out of propane oh man if i had a hamburgers on at that time i'd be mad <laughs> oh yeah ah, if someone was over they'd be mad so luckily i already had a spare one so all it was was just twisting off the old one putting on the new one and continue the grill perfect thank you now you know on your next time you go to the store just go pick you up one you always have an extra one on hand or just go buy two i just go buy two yeah that's what i'll do yeah yep there you go yeah you have to be prepared all right dr jones thank you very much and we look forward to hearing from you next week no problem thank you have a good one doctor you too hey well it's time for us to take a break but when we return we're gonna be bringing you the good news from jamaica man we're gonna have d from d's island grill talking about jamaican food and jamaican flavors so we look forward to seeing you on the other side on get your barbecue on with ken alexander on kvoi 1030 reports see you on the other side Hey, Tucson, do you have a hankering for some good old down-home cooking? Well, you're in luck. Along with our award-winning barbecue, we have southern fried catfish, mac and cheese, collard greens, fried okra, peach cobbler, sweet potato pie, and much more. 745-4746. That's 745-4746. Or visit our website. Come on down to Kent's Hardwood Barbecue and get your barbecue on. Welcome back to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken on KVOI 1030 The Voice. Now it's time to bring you the good news. And today we're bringing you the good news from Jamaica, man. We've got my very good friend, Dwayne D. Hall, here as a guest. He owns and operates D's Island Grill, my favorite Jamaican restaurant. I always call ahead so I can get that whole snapper. Uh, he knows it's me when I say, hey, I'm coming over. Give me that whole snapper. So, hey, Dwayne, how you doing? Good. Yourself? I'm perfect. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. When did you first start cooking Jamaican food? My mom always do the cooking and stuff. Yeah. And I'm a kind of person. I You could tell me a lot of things. I don't remember it like that. But mm. do it in front of me. Right. I catch it more like that. So I always watch what she's doing and stuff like that. So when one day she had to, she was started cooking, but she couldn't finish because she had to go somewhere. But she, mm -hmm. she turned off all the stove and everything and she left. <laughs> so as soon as she left, I just went busy. <laughs> yeah. I just started finish up everything. So when yeah. she came back, all I had to do was eat. So from that day, I don't know if it was a good thing 
Uh-huh. Or a bad thing, but I've been cooking ever since. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's how I actually started cooking. And then, so you started learning from your mom. Yeah, so you yeah. started there. And so you just kind of like helped her out in the kitchen and everything. Mm-hmm. This is back over at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I've always been interested in how you came to be here in Tucson? Well, my wife, that's my ex-wife, because we're not married anymore, but that's where it started out. Okay. You know, she came to Jamaica because she had family where I live, so. What part of Jamaica is that? Um, Mark Bay, St. Thomas. Oh, St. Yeah, Thomas, Yeah, huh? east, east of Kingston. It's okay. about an hour, hour and a half to, to Kingston. Okay. Depends on how you drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You drive like a Jamaican, yeah. it's not so long. Not so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we met, I came here in 2001. Oh, okay. The first thing that strikes me, like, you know, I want some of my food. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's Jamaican food and I couldn't find any. So I'm like, you know, I think that's what we should do. But coming here, you know, didn't have the money, I you know, I have to start working. So, you know, I realized that, you know, I wanted to drive because I come out to, to take the bus and I see the bus just drive off. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to wait another 10, 15 minutes before another bus come. You know, I'm a kind of person when I'm ready to go. Ready to go. I'm ready to go. So, right. you know, like, okay, well, you know, didn't have any driver's license. So I had to work on that. So I had to take the bus. When I started working at Easy's and I had to start taking the bus all the way to Shannon mm-hmm. and, and Ina. Right, right, to, right. To go take the test. Oh, okay. So I went, I think I went like two times because I went with my Jamaican license and thought they could have transferred over. They said, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, I got to <laughs> do the whole process. So I'm like, all right, cool. So, yeah, y'all drive on the other side of the, <laughs> the car, <laughs> the other side of the road in Jamaica, man. You can't just like transfer the license. And after that, I went like two times, I failed. You know, I started reading the book again, you know, try to understand it as best as I could. Yeah. And I went back the third time. Then I got the the written test out the way. So it's like, no, I got to get really no family or nothing here. All right. Like, you know, it's no a practice. Cars, yeah. yeah. Car or nothing. But I already could drive already just to understand the, the rules of driving here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew, I knew a friend that, you know, had a car and he offered to take me there to go to get my license. So first day I'm driving in America, he put me on the freeway. Oh. He's like, it's best you don't get your fees when you go. You were like, you know, right. so I went on the freeway, ran yeah. up there. Did my test, got a hundred percent. All right. And then that was it. And then since I end up at Lowe's, when it's not busy, you know, I've been whipping up stuff and telling them, Hey, check this out and tell me what you think. And they be like, if it doesn't work out the way I want it, I throw it in trash, start over again. So I had the opportunity to experiment kind of that when I was at Lowe's. So, you know, that kind of helped me to like to what I was heading for. Oh, that's fantastic. So then you decided that you wanted to, well, the thing is you started with a food truck, right? Yeah. And that's another funny story because I was working at Lowe's when I saw the food truck. Oh, I ended up doing the truck full time because at Lowe's I was working up there because I was trying to do work and try to use the truck to build my name instead of just jumping out in there. Right, so, right, right. No, you no, want to build no. a reputation yeah, first. Before, you know, because I got family to feed, you know, I got, right. you know, so I didn't want to just jump in there when I know I had a full-time job, same way. So I got sick, you know, I couldn't, you know, I lost my voice and I wasn't feeling too good. So I called in two days from work. Wow. Called the first day, say it was okay. I called out the second day, they said it was okay. Then like four or five hours, I saw the executive chef at my truck 
Yeah. So when he pulled up on my truck, I wasn't even in the food truck. I was in my personal truck because I I wasn't feeling good about this. My right, business, if he right. needed help, of course, I'm going to go help him. But right. you know, I was in my personal truck when he pulled up. So I came out. I'm like, what are you doing here? He didn't believe me. He gave me the look like, the psychiatrist looked like, not really. So when I went to work the third day, I went to his office with my uniform and asked him if I should put it on. He said, yeah, you know, everything is good. Then when I started working for two hours, he went to um my chef that I work for came in and he said, we got to go back to a meeting upstairs that yeah. to, to the same guy that told me that everything was good. I told me that I was suspended and I didn't hear another word. He said, I just said peace. And I never looked back after that. Yeah. Man, I, I tell you one thing, man. Some, a lot of times when something looks like it might be bad, it always turns out better on the other side. And that's great because you would be over at that restaurant had no. you. Right. <laughs> so. I didn't, I didn't, it's not a, if that, if the truck is going to work anymore, it had to work because that's all I had. Right, right, right. So the food truck going to work one day to go pick up my wife to go, you know, cause we had, we didn't have babysitter. So basically I'd watch them during the morning and then she watched them during the night. So we didn't have a babysitter. Right, so, you know? right. So I saw one truck for sale when I was go picking her up. So I was telling her, when you're going past that, cause I didn't get to, you know, I was driving. So I'm like, when you going, when you see that, right there where that truck is. Get that number and send it to me. So she sent mm-hmm. it to me. I called the owner for the truck. You know, he told me whatever. So, you know, then I was like, I didn't have no money really. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but you know, I still asked my wife or her mom heard the story and she said, she gave me $3,000. Oh, wow. And she gave me $3,000. I went to the guy, the guy wanted $13,000. Yeah. But I had a partner at that time. Cause when I started the truck, it was D and D instead of D. Oh, okay, D and D. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was this two D was her name. So we used her first initial of her first name. So after that, then we got the truck. We set it up, put it on the road. Then after a year, the partner didn't want to really do it anymore. Then I continue move on. You know, I was at what Broadway and Wilmont. That's where I originally started. Yeah, that's that. That's where there was a lot of buzz about this Jamaican yep. food truck yep. at Broadway and Wilmont. Yep. You're right in that parking right lot of that big building over there. I mean, that's how I started going over there yep. because everybody said, "Man, have you tried that yep. Jamaican yep. food truck over there?" And so we started going over there. Yeah, yep. my wife, she loved it, and you know, she's hooked on patties, yep. man. So, but anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And then after we got it started, after a year, he didn't want to do it anymore. And I couldn't stay at the spot where it was at anymore because it was his hookup. Oh, okay. So I had to move. So I ended up at Granton 6. And I started in 2010. And then I did one year. So 2011, I moved on Granton 6. So I did it in that time. Then I started doing it on my own after 2011. Start D's Island Grill instead of D&D's. Then we did two years at six, then the restaurant came along. Oh, fantastic. Hey, it's time for us to take a break. Hang in there and we'll be right back. Ain't that news? Man, ain't that news? Octavia Social Media Strategies is a digital marketing firm that has the perfect solutions for your services. We offer website development, social media marketing, and video marketing to ensure your business a winning edge amongst competitors. We are a proud, locally Black-owned business serving the Tucson area, and we are offering a special for you, a free digital marketing assessment. All you have to do is contact us at 520-777-3540. That is 520-777-3540. 
or visit us at www.octavia.social. We are an entrepreneur's first choice to be seen, be known, and be the expert. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. Now, I know when I come in a restaurant, you're working there. And your dad is there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad is in my two And the family, I see yeah, the dad. Yeah, the family. My mom comes in and help out sometimes. Yeah. So how's yeah. that? How's that? Everybody working together? Yeah, it's it's good. I wish more of the family would have been involved. But, right. you know, in Jamaica, they have a saying, so you can't force water uphill. Right, right. So, okay. you know, I just leave it for, you know, for his that, you know, I wish it could have been like a whole family, you know, right. old brother, old sister, you know, like a whole mm-hmm. You know, family. Yeah, the whole man. clan. The yeah, whole, but yeah. I guess I'm the only one that really see it the way that is it. So I have to bring my own cross. Yeah, yeah. It's your passion. It's your. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Tell us a little bit about Design and Grill and what you guys do over there. Well, you know, when when other customer come to these, they ask, what's good? Yeah. And I always said, everything is good. They're like, give us that look like, oh, can everything be good? But, <laughs> you know, we look at everything we do, we try to put that love into it. You know, yeah. like we don't put nothing special or nothing crazy. It's all that that love, you know, take time to prepare it the right way that it's supposed to. And the little season that we had to it kinda help it, but it's the mainly love that we put over there and you know, with the oxtail, yeah, the curry goat. When we started the truck, we had this farmer that had a you know ranch where we used to go get the goat. But, oh, okay. But we had to go kill it ourselves. Oh, you had to kill it and butcher it. Yeah, yourself. but that's what we used to it in Jamaica. You know, you get the head, right. the foot, and everything, so you could make the soup. What they call manish water sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? So you know, when you drink, you know, it's like right. manoodle, You know, yeah, you like manoodle. Yeah, 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 yeah right, so, right, right. Yeah, so it's something like that. So when I come here, I got the experience to do that in my cousin Jamaica. There's always somebody to do that part of it. Right. So, right. you know, you're the younger one. You never really get, you know, there's always someone. So coming here and, you know, that, but we only did it for a little while though. I got, I couldn't do it. But <laughs> <laughs> you had to give up being the, had to give up yeah, being yeah, the goat butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to fry fish in many different ways. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. With fried, with, with steam, brown mm-hmm. stew, escavish style. We have fried tilapia as well that, you know, a lot right. of customers that they, they don't like bone. They could get a, a fillet. And then we kind of like the mocktails, man. I, you know. And then when we kind of did the restaurant, when we had the truck, we didn't kind of add the, like a diverse menu, like an infused menu. Right. You know, you know so we kind of, since we did the restaurant, we kind of did like jerk chicken tacos. Mm-hmm. You know, we have jerk burger, we have jerk chicken quesadilla. So we kind of, you know, it's the same kind of seasoning as. We season our meat, but we kind of yeah. infuse it with the taco, you know, that right. the Mexican. Sort of like a, yeah, sort of like yeah. a Southwestern Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so that basically when uh, someone comes to the restaurant, you know, because a lot of people I hear say when they think about Jamaican food, they're like, Oh, yeah, the spice, spice you yeah, know. So, yes. you know, so when they come, if they don't want to really jump in right away, you know, there's little stuff to taste their taste bud to get it going. And then, mm. you know, they could finally get the jump in. Yeah, they know? can build up to yeah. it. They can build up to that Jamaican spice. And then we have our natural juices too that we make from scratch, you know, oh, like yeah. carrot and pineapple, mm-hmm. watermelon splash, cucumber, you know, and sorrel, you know, that in what the hibiscus family, the Amica, oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So pretty much what we do over there is a lot of uncraft stuff that we make even our festival we have customers that's come in just for a side of festival it's like a 
it's similar to an Indian fry bread. Yeah. But it's more kind of a sweetness to it and we could put the powdered sugar on it. Oh, you know, people, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, you know, we kinda have a, a lot of good stuff going over there. But we always try to tell people that never had Jamaican food, I never had these island grill, they won't love it until they try it. Yeah, yeah. I know I yeah, I know I love it. <laughs> You didn't mention those patties, man. When you go to Jamaica and you see all these people on the side of the road and everybody selling patties, I know you guys have some fantastic patties. And I'm pretty sure most of my listening audience doesn't know what a patty is. So could you tell us what a patty is? If you say a typical American say a patty, they're looking for a hamburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hamburger yeah, yeah. patty. Right, you know? right, right. So it's the same thing for us when we say a patty. It's kind of <laughs> the same difference, but we do it different. It's like right. a ground beef seasoned up real good, cooked down, yeah. then put in a pastry dough, yeah. seal it, and then bake. And then you get the dough and the meat all at once. And then if you really want to have like a hamburger style, they have a stuff called cocoa bread. Oh. It's like a regular burger bun, but this one is made with coconut milk. So oh. it's more fluffy. Oh, okay. yeah. So you put those together with the patty, put it right in between the bread and just bite it. You got a hamburger right there. Wow. And if you want to add lettuce and tomato to it, you know, right there. So that's basically what a patty is. And it's different variety of patty because we could do, we only have beef patties available right now, but in the future, we want to have veggie patty. Oh. We want to have chicken patty as well. You know, we want to do something like that as well. So that sounds good. That sounds real good. That's fantastic, man. So tell us a little bit about Jamaican barbecue. Because, I mean, again, well, I've been to Jamaica a lot of times and I see guys with these different kind of grills on the side. And I know you guys have like a 55-gallon drum grill and things that you have. And you guys are grilling f- meats and food and Tell us a little bit about that Jamaican barbecue. That's pretty much run Jamaica. Mm. When you think about party, there yeah. is no party without a barbecue grill going. That's yeah. just the, the excitement started already just <laughs> by just smelling the grill going already. You uh, could you'd be a mile away. Yeah. And you could tell you're coming closer. Oh. Uh, okay. You know, you could smell that's the kind of thing that I know something is good because you could smell it in here and it's not just like where it's cooking. It like travels minds. You like right. drawing, drawing you people in, drawing in, you like, in, drawing you in. Right. So, you know. Because you guys like do, is it like the jerk chicken and this, the stuff is all on the grill? Yeah, what are you, on the grill. What but, are you grilling? Well, pretty much the Jamaican, when we say barbecue and what would be the difference? It's just the spice that we use and mm-hmm. the way we marinate it. Right. You know, and the stuff that we put on it. But it's basically putting on the chicken on the grill and then you after you put the barbecue sauce. But it's the, the way we season it because the way we like to cook, we don't like to cook, like season the meat right now and cook it right now. Yeah. You we like marinate, marinate for at least 24 hours or 48 hours. Okay. Then you cook it. So when you always hear Jamaican say season to the bone. Yeah. That's what that's what that mean. saying means, you know. Season, season to the all, bone. So when you reach all the way to the bone, all the bone you want to eat as well. Too. <laughs> <laughs> the pork is the same way. They use a, to really get real Jamaican flavor, they have a kind of wood that they use. They use mesquite. Yeah. But they have a special wood that they call uh, Pimento seed. Yeah, yeah. The wood, the tree. Yeah, from the pimento. Yeah, tree. that uh-huh. tree, when you use that tree, they use that tree a lot to smoke. And it, oh. it yeah, so that's the kind of. So that's like native to the island. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. Right. So I don't really get the wood, right. but I get the leaves and the seeds. 
Oh. Yeah, so I kind of use those instead since I can't really get the wood to smoke the, right. the meat. So you um, include that in the wood and, and your Yeah, yeah, and just fire, let it sit. Yeah. So they pretty much put the fire down and put those wood on top of it. And oh. they don't put them down dry. They put them down wet. Like, oh. like you know, they just cut them off so it doesn't catch a fire. It right. just smoke. And it's got mm-hmm. pepper, you know. It's got <laughs> pepper, you know. That's the favorite Thing that make it taste more like a jerk can you taste that scotch bonnet spice and then you know that mm-hmm. you know that scotch bonnet makes a bit big difference i never really taste a pepper i try the pepper that's even close they say abonero is the cousin but abonero it just looks like it but it doesn't smell like or it tastes like it oh yeah yeah dj he loves spice man mm-hmm. so yes i do yes i do <laughs> so what are your um you got jerk chicken you do a jerk pork also yeah, yeah, we do a jerk pork as well. Yeah, we have the sandwich and we also do a plate and we also do a side, like if you just want a side of jerk pork. And curry, you have curry goat. Yeah, curry goat. Yeah, oxtail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oxtail. But you didn't tell me about this place when I was living in Tucson. <laughs> yeah. I would have been all over it. <laughs> it's my bad, man. I, I don't know. I shouldn't be trying to keep it a secret for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but I dropped by there quite a bit. I think, How often do you go back to Jamaica? Not as often as I would like. You know, I think I've probably been back two or three times since I've been here. Okay. Because, you know, I'm trying to build something, you know, it's not yeah. going to build. So, you know, I got to be right here trying to build. So running back and forth to Jamaica, you know, that's time that I need to be. Okay. Okay. So D, say I'm like one of our listeners or somebody, they're new to going to Jamaican restaurant. And yeah, I want to leave there saying, yeah, I tried some Jamaican food. So what is it that I should try when I come to the restaurant to feel like I just really uh, had that Jamaican restaurant or that Jamaican experience? Most definitely, we always recommend the jerk chicken. Yes. Okay. Because the jerk chicken, we try to do it as authentic as we can possibly can because we smoke it in the back on the mesquite grill like how they do it in Jamaica because we have a grill in the back that we smoke it on right. and then we make um, our own in-house jerk sauce. It's kind of a barbecue sauce but you know it has the jerk stuff in there so it has that spicy jerk taste in it. Yeah, I have a, I know you bottling and I have a bottle of that yeah, at home yeah. so I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, we even bottling up, you know, we want to get it in the stores but we haven't been there yet but we just have uh, in the restaurant trying to see how people accept it and see, you know, how we go but you know, I think it would be good. That's yeah, fantastic. If I'm just starting out making my own jerk chicken mm-hmm. or jerk marinade, what's a good tip for just starting out? If you want to make it, you'd have to do your research to see what you would need because you could go to the store and buy something that say you want to jerk chicken. But I always experienced this when I was little growing up, but I never understand it until now. Every time I go to a restaurant, it's always mm-hmm. so good. But when they cook at home, <laughs> it's not the same yeah. and I always wonder right. why is when you go out to go eat taste so different than home because mm-hmm. there's little stuff that you have to do to it Okay, you gotta rub it down you gotta put the seasoning in a certain place you gotta let it sit for a while so there's little basic stuff that makes it add up to make you get a perfect jerk chicken you know it's not just putting the, the meat on there rub it up you know there's different stuff that you have to put in to make it one instead of just putting like they said to put this on there, but over the years with my experience, I know put a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Bit of that. <laughs> and then I come like, oh, that actually makes it more like, but it didn't just put this on there and it worked for me. 
Yeah, it sort of sounds like also you're talking about kind of layering the flavors, layering yeah, the spices. Yeah, and keep it consistent. You know, since we're going to do it, you want to lock that consistency in. So you don't want when you cook it today, somebody saying, eh, it tastes different than how we tasted right. yesterday, you know. Mm-hmm. So we try to keep that pattern of seasoning that we put on there so it can repeat itself every time it kind of stays and tastes the same. You know? Right, right, right. Why don't you tell us where is Dee's Island Grill? Well, this Island Grill is located at 3156 East Fort Lowell Road. You know, the intersection, we're on the southeast corner, you know, right next to the Wild Bird store or the Semutech. We're right in that shopping center. So you can't miss us. We always have a flag outside. The Jamaican flag. A Jamaican flag. <laughs> you know, if you drive past, if the truck is in the back, you're going to pass it in the back so you know you're passing these island grills. So yeah. you could always stop in. You know, we have the juice if you don't feel like on the patties. These patties, we don't buy them. We make them from scratch. Yeah, I know. And you want, you wouldn't know how long it took me to get them where they're at right now. <laughs> it took me from Lowe's Ventana Canyon. Mm-hmm. And that's from 2008, 2000, mm-hmm. right. somewhere there. And in the last two years or so is where I think I got it. Right. And it's all about working on the recipe and tasting it. I'm like, it's not it. Until I finally work on it now, I'm like, this is it right here. Yeah, I think it's gotcha. it. Gotcha. <laughs> what yeah. are we talking about? Yeah, I think it's it. So right now, are you guys, uh, what are your hours? Are you open for takeout? Do you have dining? What's going on? Yeah, well, you know, we're just doing the, the takeout and online delivery right now because, you know, of what's going on. And um, it's 11 to 8, Monday to Thursday. And 11 to 9, Friday and Saturday. And we're closed on Sundays. Okay, so customers just need to come and Got come it. to the dining room and yeah. order? Yeah, come in through the door. We have a table right there where they place their order and pay, go outside. We find out which car they're in and then we bring it out to them when it's ready. Or you could call in, place your order, come in, pay when it's ready. We bring it out to you same way. All right. Or you could go online, right. Grubhub, Uber Eats, or Postmate. We have the third party with them too so they deliver for us too so sounds like a lot of ways to get these island grill yep, yep. we really appreciate you coming on the show today uh Dwayne. i'm looking forward to getting back over there all right <laughs> thanks for having me it's certainly my pleasure all right thank you thank all you right. Thanks for coming out, D. Appreciate you coming to the show. All right. Thanks, man. Anytime. Coming up on our next episode, we have a fantastic guest. We have Rob King. He's going to be talking to us about cooking with beer and brats. He's going to be sharing his love of brats and beer. Uh, that's going to be a very special show. So make sure you tune in. We really appreciate you joining us today on KVOI 1030 Voice. Get your barbecue on with King. Thank you. Take care.